0: Hey, what's up? Mic up? and on. Hi. Hey, Kane. Hey, what's happening? Kane, what's good, man? How you doing?
1: Everything's great. Everything's great.
0: Man, you know what? I was I was just here telling the listeners just about just, you know, the the hip-hop portion of everything. First off, thank you for calling in to the AM Buzz. I appreciate it.
1: No, my pleasure.
0: Man, I was, I was going through a lot of hip-hop history because I know you had a large piece of, you know, just being a diverse dude. You didn't sound like the next hip-hop guy. You made your own style, you know what I'm saying? And you just, you know, when I grew up listening to you, man, I thought you was just this fly brother doing all the dance moves and had the, had the high-top fade joints looking right and the ladies looking right, and it was just a good look overall. So, you know, and I... I and I went back and I let the listeners know that, you know, when you did the hip-hop honors thing, when you kind of made that statement about you just wanted to have that that kind of vibe that James Brown did back in the day. Like, you know, what what was your mindset when you first came into the hip-hop game aside from just, you know, what we just talked about right now?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I definitely wanted to have um, a great show because I, at that point in time I had the opportunity of seeing some great shows um, you know, Biz Marquis, Dougie Fresh, run DMC, Houdini. So, I mean, I'm like, you know, my stage show has to be like that. And when I first began, me and Dougie Fresh became uh, friends and he took me to his house and showed me these uh, videos of Earth, Wind & Fire, Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd. I was explaining how he took stuff from, you know, these music greats and incorporated it into a hip-hop fashion. And... I said okay, but I, you know, I you knew I didn't want to do that, so mm-hmm. I went home, you know, bought like uh, Barry White DVD. I am mean, not doing these, on VHSs back then. Um, Barry White, um, uh, Marvin Gaye, and James Brown, and I started like you know just looking certain things and incorporating those elements into my stage show.
0: Man, I, I like I said, man, I, I grew up and I, you know, emulated. I, I tried to be that guy that. I couldn't necessarily pull off the the, the cane look, but I tried to come real close to it growing up, man, with the chains and the whole deal. And, you know, you were just a fly dude at the time. So, I mean, you know, did that, that being, you know, when when I say creative, you kind of just looked at what everybody else was doing, and you was more like, you know what, let me flip it and do it on my own because nobody's doing it right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 I think that's not only dope, man, but I just think that's real to me. I think that's the essence of what what hip hop was. And, and when you first started, you know, lyrically putting your stuff together, I mean, was that that was the mind frame you had too, right? As far as you know, I want to sound different than you know the 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 biz Marquees and you know the the you know all all the all the creative people out there getting it in. Like that was that was really the goal piece, right? Um. Well, no, I mean, honestly, I, I think when I first started rapping, I really was saying
1: that I want to sound like Grandmaster Caz. Like, he was, like, okay. the dude that I idolized from the Cold Crush Brothers. So I really wanted to sound like Kaz. But as I started, you know, I started, I basically started developing my own style. Like, type kind of thing where um, the, the more battles I won, the more complex the lyrics got, the more... Uh, words I would try to put into one sentence and things of that nature. I just started going my own way with it. When
0: you, uh, when you look back at, at, you know, of course, I mean, you know, iconic legendary status that you had back, you know, from, from then to now, and you still carry that status with you. Is there, is there any, uh, you know, real, real dope high moments as far as not just concert tours or, or songs that you kind of lace down with people, or you know, solo that you kind of think back and reflect. Like, you know what? This is gonna change the world, and, and the change the hip hop world, or you know, change the world in general. Uh, you mean like songs? Yeah, either songs or just you know, just the movement because you know how you know how quick. You know hip-hop was changing like you know from when it first started off way back when to to now and, and for it to catch fire the way that it has and for you to be able to put your stamp on it you know was there any any moment back in the day that you you said to yourself you know what kane this is this, this is going to change the world oh um yeah i mean absolutely i mean there were uh, like uh
1: like the moment um working with Chuck D and Ice Cube in the studio to do Burn, Hollywood Burn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, that was like three powerful, you know, artists coming together, you know, for um, you know, for, for you know, for just to speak on something, you know, good, you know. And right. um like um even like I'm working with Caddy LaBelle, you know, going on tour with her, you know, just seeing how she operates, you know. I think probably the main one was working on Back on the Block, Quincy Jones. Okay. You know, just because of, of course, his knowledge of music and how he was trying to bridge the gap with hip-hop and jazz and what everything he was teaching me and showing me. You know, I was just like, wow.
0: Hmm. Big Daddy Kane is our guest on the AM Buzz. And, uh, you know, we played, you know, before you called in, you know, we played the uh, Last Supper joint. And, uh, man, that thing sound ill, man. I mean, I, I played I Believe in Love Again. So tell the listeners a little bit about that group and, and, and how'd you get together by, uh, by getting this group together. Because I'm telling you, man, that song, Go. When I say Go, Kane, that thing is ill.
1: Well, thank you, man. I
0: mean, basically, um, three, different, it's basically
1: three different units coming together to form one super group. Um, you have myself bringing the hip hop element. You have my man Showtime. He's a brother that sings with Pharaoh March, and mm-hmm. he's you know he's, he comes in bringing like the soulful raspy voice. Um, and the Lifted Crew, of New York that you know plays a lot of hip hop, but you know they're heavily influenced uh, with um the old soul music. You know because you know you know the, the hip hop they play you know, most of the time, it's like that 80s sound of hip-hop where everything was all soul samples, you know? Right. So we, Man, we and come it, together it, I mean, and basically try to put a 60s, 70s feel to a um, live band project. And everything is all live band. No drum machines, no samples, no keyboards. All all live. And, you know, put that feel to it and then mix hip-hop into it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, and I think that's that's why I feel like it's going to win because it sounds so organic when you really think about it. I mean, you know, your ear for music has been, you know, is, is well-respected. And, uh, you know, me me being a fan of music, I, I, I could see where y'all are trying to go with this because it just sounds so authentic. You know what I'm saying? It sounds so diverse and different than, you know, just how stuff is currently, though. And I dig that. That's dope. Well, thank you. That was
1: definitely a goal, to create something new but at the same time create something conscious and something, you know, real and heartfelt.
0: So what's the plan for the group? Um, album working on? The single is gonna, definitely going to scorch up a lot of radio waves, though. So what's the, what, what's the game plan for, uh, for you and the group, bro? Well,
1: the album, the album came out Tuesday, so it's available for download on iTunes and Amazon. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be out on the road touring this summer. So uh, hopefully we'll you know, be able to get to, you know, everybody that's enjoying it.
0: So you got to make sure you make your way out here to the West Coast, man, because, uh, you know, definitely that, that will be a nice, you know, get up and, 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 and get, you, get your groove on type of joint to vibe to. So, you know, it's definitely going to be a spring, summer, uh, you know, y'all going to be kept busy, let's just put it like that, because I know y'all are going to be in demand heavy.
1: Thank you, man. We're definitely looking forward to it, man. I mean, you know, we appreciate um, all the love that we've been getting so far up until this point, you know. So we just want to keep the ball rolling and have some fun with this, man, because we all love, you know, speaking on behalf of myself, Lifted and Showtime, we all love this project very much. And, you know, we're glad to, you know, form this last supper union and hope that we can keep it going for a while.
0: How do you feel about um, just, you know, doing it because, you know, Back when you first started doing music, and you know, a lot of it was, you know, you know, you had you had the record labels really kind of, you know, be, behind you as far as in your corner. I mean, your team was right. Now here we are. You now, we got to kind of go back that that route, grassroots, um, with a little bit more of a twist because the record labels aren't what they used to be back then. So how do you how do you feel about just you know, just a different way of, of, of putting out music and reaching out to the fan base versus back then?
1: Well, um, I mean, to be honest with you, um, financially it was great to have a major behind you that would pay the cost for uh, marketing for sure. and pay the cost for publicity. You know, when you're doing it independently, all that stuff coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it can, you know, have you like, you know, like, oh, uh, man, you know, you know, it was a lot easier with the majors. But on the other side, you have complete control when you're doing a project independently. There's no one there to tell you, I think this song is a better single. I think you should do this to that record. I don't think you should put this on the album. There's no one right. there to, you know, to tell you nothing like that. You have the freedom to do whatever you want to do when you're doing it independently. And then plus, you know, you're making a whole lot more money, you know. Right. I mean, you know, when you're on a major, you can sell, you know, um, you know, a million copies. And there can be an artist that sold 100,000 copies indiv- I mean, independently and make
0: way more money than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a different grind now, Kane, and, and and the way I see it is, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, like you said. I mean, I feel personally, as far as being a fan, I mean, you know, for you know, even for you doing this interview, I appreciate it. But you know, if I if, if I was to look at it back in the day, if you know, if we had social if we had social media rocking this way, it would be hard to reach out to you because you know you're so damn busy. You know what I'm saying? But not saying that you're not now. But I know the demand of you know artists. Is, is, you know, it's greater now to be able to, you know, do interviews because you want to put your product out there. Instead, like you said back then, like your record label, they was the force behind a lot of, you know, they, they helped out a lot as far as what was going down back then. So, you know, it, it's always good when you, you know, shake more hands and kiss more babies now than before, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, back then, I think also, you know, um,
1: publication-wise, it wasn't. That mass, Eva. You know, what I mean, True. even in the '80s, it was you know right on and word up. You know, '90s, right. um, sauce and double XL. You know, what I mean, you know, it, it, it wasn't you know where basically if you were a hip hop fan, there was only certain places you went to look for new material. You mm-hmm. know, there were like, two magazines and two TV shows. You know, um, right.
0: Rap City <laughs> and Joe TV Rap. Exactly, exactly. How do you feel about how do you feel about the creativity of hip hop now? Um, the, re- the reason why I ask you that because I, I remember I I, I want to say it was a it was an award show and I know uh, Rakim he he made a he made a point in that in, in his in his speech I forgot what award he picked up but I know he was saying something about you know that's the one thing that we need is a little bit more creativity in in, in, in the hip hop field that we're all digging right now. Um, Do you feel feel the same way, or how do you feel in general about hip-hop? I mean, absolutely. I think that, you know, it
1: is missing uh, creativity and, even more important, uh, originality. Mm hmm You know, Mm -hmm. I would love to see artists create different concepts, but more importantly, I would love to see artists just be original, just really showing themselves as opposed to just doing what everybody else is doing. Right. Because I, know, I think that was, I that mean, was you don't have that, that individuality. Not die I die agree. Down. You turn to a major, you turn to a major station and you listen to like, you know, um, 12 hip hop songs back to back, It really
0: only sounds like,
1: you know, one 30
0: minute song. <laughs> <laughs> True that. True that. And, and to me, I think that was the, that was the spoken rule in, in hip-hop back when you came up, right? It was like, you know, your, your goal wasn't, even though you had so many uh, people that you admired in the game, like, you didn't want to try to sound like them. I mean, it was competitive, but at the same time, your flavor was your flavor, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and to me, I think that competitive nature and that creativity and that originality in hip hop is definitely what we need to bring back. So, you know, a, a lot of the young kids do. you, do you feel? <laughs> do you feel this? Because I do personally. Like the young kids don't pay attention too much to the history of hip hop, in my opinion, but mainly for the simple fact that you know we we do have people like yourself and, and Public Enemy and so many others that that pave so many ways where they know the the basics, but they don't know the core and the culture of of how y'all came to be icons.
1: Um, yeah, I can agree with you, there. I can definitely agree with you, yeah. I mean, really that's how, you know, we came to be. I think that we came to be relevant from us studying and understanding the generation before us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we watched um as LL came out with I'm dad and um Rum DMC, you know, came out, you know, with sucky and all that, you know, grandma's flash period size. You know, this is something that we grew up off of, and we saw, you know, um, how it evolved, and so we can't. You know, we knew what to do to take it to the next level.
0: Exactly, and and hopefully we can be able to hear a lot more of that, and 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 Last Supper can be, you know, not just the catalyst, but it can be it can encourage other people to just kind of, you know, find a new lane, and you don't have to sound like Drake or. You know, you don't have to sound like Lil Wayne or some of these other people that's so, you know, out there now. Like, you can really sound like yourself. Gain that fan base by that creativity that you create, and you, you can't help but win, right? Absolutely. Big Daddy Kane's our guest on the AM Buzz, and uh, before we let you go, people, make sure you go ahead and check out official officialbigdaddykane.com, and you can follow this guy on Twitter, at Big Daddy Kane now. and and, and, and how social media working for you man you 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 feeling it or oh, it's
1: great i mean also for like facebook's last supper you know we have last com, and at last supper on twitter you know facebook there you go
0: there you go and uh you know it, it's not a it's not a culture i mean you know you you've been i always find it you know talking to many people like yourself icons and you know they they always get a big kick out of out of just you know just a lot of the, the tweeting and the Facebooking and and all this social media thing. It's, it's funny how you can be able to reach so many different people from all over the globe by just, you know, 140 characters, right?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, man. Right on. And before I let you go, man, I got to tell you, thank you for uh, taking the time out to hang out with me. And, uh, and of course, we're going to spend last summer, but, you know, um, you know, we still spend them classic Big Daddy Kane records to this day, and you know, I hey, hey, we go way back, Kane. I still got your tapes, bro. That's how way back we go. <laughs> I hear that, man. <laughs> uh, that's all I love, man. And I'll definitely be at you guys. And if there's anything promotional that you guys need from us as a station, um, that reaches worldwide, man, we're here. We're just going to keep spinning the records and. And, and and letting the uh, you know real music speak for itself. Thank you, brother. You take care, man. All right, you do the same. Peace. That is Big Daddy King.
2: Grown up in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. You know, it was like a lot of great MCs. So. MC in Brooklyn, you had to be on your toes because you never know, you know, when, you know, someone might roll up and ask for that battle. So you had to be on point. Me help, so in in, you I mean, like, you know, situations where cats is covered, knocking on the window, going like. Like, let me know someone here to battle, you know, outside, you know, I get the bathroom pass and. Probably bring it back two periods later. Back that time period, the whole thing of having dancers were very popular. What I really wanted to do was make something that looked like James Brown and the Fabulous Flames, like the Flames would be dancing, James, you know, jump into the routine with him, and he do that split, and one of the Flames pull him up by his hair. I was like, we got to do something like that. Not just four. I think of what I did back in the days, you know, that was so different than other casts was number one a metaphoric style. Also, the way I would put a bunch of words into a line. I feel get Ill and kill and build skill to build your grill, don't tell me And then also at the same time, I always try to add a, a sense of humor and sarcasm. Big Daddy Kane. legacy would be a lot of hip-hop quotables, a lot of broken rewind buttons, a lot of mattresses with serious, serious dents in them, a lot of people feeling free to express themselves, self, and most importantly, being proud of who you are.
0: Yeah! Y'all give it up for Kane. Check this out. Kane was from Brooklyn. BK, anybody from BK in the house? All right. But his appeal was universal. He and the Juice Crew,
2: they had fans.